0: Hello my beautiful beanies and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB, we're looking back at Monday. um, And parents not getting the mental health care uh, that they need. Uh, We look at this shortly. Uh, Kids not getting the vaccines that they need. Should we make it compulsory? Uh, Should we get rid of alcohol uh, on planes? And I think that was just a case of Kate getting out of the wrong side of bed, to be honest, that one. Uh, and should we get rid of daylight saving? That's a that's a, another one that I think is Marcus getting into the wrong side of bed. Uh, but before any of that, uh, the, the, just the worst news ever yesterday.
1: Over two years ago, I resigned from this position. And uh, for whatever reason, I'm still here. In fact, I think it was three years ago. 18 months ago, I said, look, that's it. I'm... Going to finish up at the end of 2018, which was last year, and when the end of last year came, again, of course, Leighton Smith was leaving at the same time, same old story. Uh, They asked me to stay, and I relented again. Well, sort of. At that point, late last year, I said, look, I'll give you till Easter of this year, and then I'm out of here. So, I finish up at Easter. As to going forward, I'm out of the country for the rest of the year, but have been asked to consider coming back to fill in, and it is likely that I will come back election year. Probably won't be able to help myself if you get my drift. Now, as to my successor, successor I know you want to know who's going to follow me now. I don't know. I truly don't know. But an announcement is Pending, we will keep you posted.
0: It's probably me, I think. Um, I, mean, I don't know, that, that hasn't been confirmed um, or even discussed. But it, w- it seems to be the logical thing to do. Yeah, bummer. Larry, 27 years. Um, Andrew Dickens, uh, it seems like he's only been here five minutes. Been on other stations a long time, of course. Uh, he was talking about the meningitis vaccine now.
2: Meningitis vaccinations. Dr. Shane Reti, MP for Whangarei, has just sent out a release just before midday today praising Hikarangi Primary School, the latest school to raise funds to buy meningitis vaccines, meaning that their, their kids, and of course these are primary school kids, aged between 5 and 12, will get those vaccinations that he believes they require. Uh, Hikurangi Primary School actually had a student pass away and die from meningitis last year. Alexis Albert. Alexis was seven. Now, Shane's had a little bit of uh, experience in all of this because he's been um, advocating it for a while. In fact, in February, he made the news because he'd launched an online petition calling for preteens to get the free uh, vaccination, which got loads of signatures and then went before a parliamentary select committee. So the situation with meningitis at the moment and vaccination is that children age up to four and then between the age of 13 to 20 are eligible for free vaccines because apparently that is when they are most vulnerable to the meningitis bug. But the MP and many other people believe that everyone up to 20 years of age should be covered. And many people believe it should be compulsory. And we know what happens when you start talking about that sort of thing when it comes to vaccination. Yeah,
0: agents. I'm not a fan of any compulsory anything. But at the same time, um, I'm also not a fan of kids dying of meningitis tricky one that, isn't it? It's like the old fluoride in the water scenario. The arguments against don't really stack up against teeth falling out of kids' mouths. Anyway, um, I've just deleted uh, my whole rundown, so I'd like to be able to tell you what, oh yeah, that's right, uh, we're going to keep it on health and talk about parents' mental health. It's
3: very difficult for mums and dads to put up their hands and say I'm struggling. They feel that they'll be branded bad parents or that their babies will be taken from them if they say, look, I'm not coping right now. Doesn't mean I can't cope in the future, but right now I'm struggling. Parents are supposed to be happy and grateful, not teary and resentful of the new arrival. But even when parents do say, I'm struggling, I'm not coping, they find it very, very difficult to get help. It's almost impossible to get the professional care that they and their families need. The mother and baby unit at Starship Hospital was only set up in 2014, and there are only three beds. That is to cover the entire North Island. New mums and dads can't rely on family support the way they used to. There isn't that help there. And our mental health resources are stretched to breaking point. If things go wrong, new parents are on their own. They have to be suicidal to access any sort of help from the public health system, and that is simply not good enough.
0: Yeah, uh, the moment you have a baby, you pretty much go completely insane, and you never, ever recover. Um, And I think the only way through is to accept that. If you don't accept it, that's when you I think that's where the trouble begins. You've just got to be happy with the fact that you'd be crazy now, and you always will be. life be crazy. Uh... Yep, I'm not really a psychiatrist or have any kind of Psychiatrical qualifications, so ignore everything I say about that But uh, something I do care passionately about is alcohol, especially on a plane
4: Not all airlines provide or sell alcohol, of course And for many passengers, pre-loading is more of the problem Passengers tanking up at the airport before they even set foot on board the plane But as we inch Ever closer as a society towards less tolerance of bad behaviour, it begs the question, how much longer will drunken antics on board flights be tolerated? The ultimate example of drunken mid-air antics, if you haven't seen it, it's played out in the hilarious scene by actress Kristen Wiig in the, uh, Kirsten Wig in the movie Bridesmaids. Uh, arguably one of the funniest plane scenes ever, but it surely wouldn't have been if it was real and a real flight and your real passengers stuck on it. According to one report, incidents involving unruly airline passengers are on the rise. The International Air Transport Association says almost a third of these incidents are alcohol-related. And the consequences have a domino effect, don't they, on many people, from the airline staff to fellow passengers to the flight crew to airport officials on the ground at the other end. So the question's been asked, if airlines can ban smoking on board, why can't they ban drinking? Will they perhaps look at limiting numbers of drinks? But then how does that work if passengers have preloaded pre-flight? And what about the people who add pills to the mix? They only need one vodka to make a dangerous cocktail of intoxication. Inebriated passengers, though, can be dangerous, not only to other passengers, but also to flight safety. Who can forget the classic example of the passenger who once drunkenly mistook the emergency exit for the toilet door. Not all passengers drink to excess, of course, and not all of them are out of control, but as incidents of poor plane behaviour continue to rise, and with alcohol a contributing factor, it does make you wonder how much longer the bar will be open mid-air. i not
0: sure what prompted uh, Kate to talk about that. Maybe I missed a story about some kind of airport alcohol rage or something, um, but uh, I... I don't I react very badly when people just talk about taking alcohol away from me in any situation uh, and i I find I don't understand what they're talking about. I find myself a, a bit like Charlie Brown and with adults talking it all just starts sounding like I don't really hear it Is that there's something wrong with me, isn't there? Uh, what's wrong with Marcus? Why does he hate dial out saving so much
2: here's Here's a quick question for you. Be honest, what time does it feel like? Does it feel like 7 to 12, does it feel like 7 to 1? I think it feels like about half past 3. But I don't like change. I've always said that in daylight savings, I don't like the fact that everything feels different. I find it deeply unsettling. Not in a, oh my God, but I think I need to acknowledge that. I don't like daylight savings. There you go, I've said it. But I think you've probably picked that up from me because I've been going about it for two weeks. But next time we do daylight savings we'll do the thing again to helping people change the time on their clock on their car clocks i wonder how Cass is going with hers three years on she's probably still parked beside the road doing that
0: really i find car clocks are the easiest ones Uh, generally they're only 12 hour clocks and often they just have a separate hour and minute button and you can literally just push that button until it says the right hour it's the stove clock that's the worst because you can never remember what you know, combination of buttons it is to put it into the clock setting mode and you end up setting an automatic baking situation for the middle of the night and your oven comes on. Uh, and then you have to you know make bread in the middle of the night. I suppose then you end up with bread so it's not all bad. Bit random today. I was out last night. Monday night. you should never go out on a Monday night. that's why. I am Glen ZB. Uh, that has been news it have been for Tuesday. I will see you back here again tomorrow. I'll try and get an early night tonight. Give it to glimpse.